You're listening to The Preppy Podcast. I'm your host, Patricia May Marish, and I'll be interviewing the brands, businesses, and influencers who are keeping the modern preppy lifestyle alive. Each Tuesday, I'll bring you a new episode, but if you're craving more preppy, then shop the merch at thepreppypodcast.com and follow at The Preppy Podcast on social media. Join me today for a fun conversation between the twin sisters behind the dress brand, Maxwell and Geraldine. We chat about all the steps they took to creating the dresses missing from every woman's closets, why giving back is so important to them, and what it was like to produce during a pandemic. Before we dive in, I want to ask you, have you shopped the Preppy Podcast merch yet? I just added sneakers and sweatsuits for the fall to keep you chic at home, errands, travel, and more. They are limited drops, so make sure you shop them while you can, as some of you missed out last time, and I don't want that happening again. Check out thepreppypodcast.com to shop, and now let's listen to the interview. All right, so why don't you two let everyone know who you are, where you live, and what you do? I'll begin. I'm Kate Hawken. I live right outside D.C. in Falls Church, Virginia, about 10 minutes outside the city, and I am co-founder of Maxwell and Geraldine. And I am Beth Dye. I am Kate's identical twin sister. Um, I live in San Francisco, California. I am also the co-founder of Maxwell and Geraldine. And I also sit on the board of directors of an organization in San Francisco called Futures Without Violence, which is like a domestic violence um, charitable organization. Oh, very cool. So now tell me a little bit about growing up. Were you guys always entrepreneurial? Were you always making stuff and into fashion? Um, what was it like growing up as twins and in your household? I, we, Beth and I were always very into fashion growing up. We loved, we were those girls who dressed up for school, which was unusual in Frederick, Maryland, where we grew <laughs> up. Um, we're always sort of a very traditional preppy style. I, I wouldn't say we were entrepreneurial. We didn't grow up around entrepreneurs. Okay. So I think really it was, it, we didn't see the possibility at a young age, um, but always loved fashion. That's so fun. And Beth, do you have anything to add to that? Yeah, I I, I agree with Kate. I, I don't think we can overstate how much we liked to look put together. And I think that's part of our identity and part of the reason we started this company is that we feel powerful and um, like we can take on the world when we look polished and put together. And not everyone is that way. But for us, you know, fashion was was a way to feel like you fit in and a way to feel like you could tell someone about yourself without even speaking. And I think we learned that young and we enjoyed that young. And so I think that's informed us eventually getting to this point. Mm -hmm. I agree with that so much. I, um, at one of my degrees is in fashion. And I remember I wrote a paper on like why people should get dressed up and put on clothes and that it's actually a conscious decision whether you decide to put on sweatpants or dress up because that's your first impression that you're giving everyone. So I totally see your point on that as well. Um, so now when it came for college, time, time for that, where did you guys study and what did you end up studying? We both, this is Kate, we both went to Syracuse University 
And we were both very interested. They have a wonderful communication school there called the Newhouse School of Communications. So we both studied communications. I, I then also majored in political science and Beth minored in psychology. And at first we weren't sure if we would go to the same college. We were against it in the beginning. And now we're so thankful we did because we have never lived in the same town since college. Oh my gosh, that's wild. I feel like people, a lot of times, especially if they're twins, but even if they're just siblings, they do not go to the same school. And so it's funny Then you both even had an interest in communications. Yes. I mean, identical twins for us goes beyond what we look like. We we are truly two peas in a pod and always have been. A lot of similarities. Yeah, <laughs> that's so fun. <laughs> This is Beth. I'll just add that um, Kate was really the one who hard charged off to Syracuse and was really knew the communication school was strong and really was very narrow focused on going there. And I literally, like a puppy dog, just followed her because I was oh. not ready to let her go. But luckily, in you know, throughout through the four years, for any anyone listening and like thinking about life, those life transitions, I'm glad I did it, and I'm glad I listened to my gut. And because over four years I did, you know, we, like Kate said, we've never lived in the same city and we've been quite strong. Our relationship has been great despite, you know, now living across the country from each other for 15 years, which is crazy. Yeah. It's almost like you guys had a built-in best friend or like a built-in cheerleader too, which is so nice. Yeah. This is Beth. I have to say growing up as an identical twin, I always feel like is a bonus. You know, you do have someone going through life. a lot of confidence when we were kids. moments. It's funny. We grew up exactly the same time you are. Not just that, but it's the same school, the same parents, the same friend group. So you just have this eye that someone who's like supremely empathetic. Cares for you, seeing what you're seeing. It's pretty unusual. We were always- for us, it was pretty Kate amazing. Beth and the Sheehan twins, and we were we were a pair, and we liked that. Definitely. So now you both studied communications. Um, so then, what was next? What was your first career in? Where did you go after college? This is Kate. I went to DC. I, I at first went for the political track and worked for some associations in DC uh, on the lobbying side of things. Uh, I had a lot of friends in public relations coming from the communication school. We had lots of friends who were journalists or in marketing or communications of any kind. And so I had a friend who got me into a PR firm that was all high tech PR. It was broadband internet and flat screen televisions and DVRs and uh, went from there to America Online. So she- showing my age, Uh, (laughs) AOL, which was great fun. And then from there, I had a really good turn of luck. A friend of mine, again, from Syracuse, got me a job at Discovery Channel doing television publicity. Um, And that was still in the DC area. Discovery Channel was based in, um, in Maryland at the time. And ever since then, I'd been in television PR. So in no way in in fashion at all, but kind of tangentially saw a lot of things through the entertainment PR world. And then Beth, you can take it from there for what you did. 
Um, so I left Syracuse and moved to Hoboken, New Jersey, um, because I could not afford Manhattan, but I spent more time in Manhattan than I did at my apartment in Hoboken, New Jersey, because (laughs) I moved into beauty and fashion public relations. As Kate said, as we've alluded to, we are very, very similar. Um, and I, I had a great time. It was a very sex in the city, um, decade in Manhattan where I, I worked for huge brands, Clairol and Herbal Essences at a time when Herbal Essences seemed really like new and cool and <laughs> we these massive editor events. I eventually- and I remember, Beth, didn't you help launch Laura Mercier? Yes. I met. I remember meeting Laura Mercier. It was just a really fun time. I mean, definitely I did not make a lot of money and I worked, you know, massive hours, but- but it was great, and it was exactly what you should be doing in Manhattan. Um, but I eventually ended up in magazines. Um, I worked at Hearst Magazines for the bulk of the end of my career and helped launch Oprah Magazine. I worked at Bazaar. I worked at Seventeen Magazine and headed up their America's Next Top Model television partnership for the editor-in-chief, traveled to Australia and China. And Anyway, it was fantastic. I loved Hearst. I still love Hearst. It's a great company. They're trying to pivot with this whole online (laughs) um, digital moment um, and struggling, but I hope they make it. So that's, that's my background. That's so cool. So you guys kind of have a similar background um, in PR like I do. But now when and why did you guys decide to start your brand then? Like what was the inspiration or the aha moment for that? Well, we had always wanted to work together. We, again, we'd never lived in the same town after we graduated college. So we always had this desire to have something tying us together beyond sisterhood. And when Beth had her first baby, she just started consulting for Hearst, and, um, but was very focused on, on babies and family and making their life in San Francisco and helping out her Futures Without Violence organization. I kept on uh, doing PR and marketing, and then the pandemic hit. And as crazy as it was, in many ways, people had more time because mm-hmm. I was no longer going into an office. We, The world quieted down. Our social lives quieted down. And we just thought, this could be it. And so we started in earnest for the first time thinking about what could we do? What could we do? And again, we'd always love fashion. And at first, the idea was to do a singular dress that every woman should have in in her closet. And we were going to call it the one dress. And so we started going down this road. Beth had um, a wonderful friend in New York who worked for Kate Spade, who had great contacts. We started talking to anybody and everybody, um, fabric manufacturers and consultants and designers, and slowly found contacts who we could work with. And and the real aha moment was when we were connected to a manufacturer that was woman-owned, specialized in smocking. She started her factory so that she would give women a living wage, 401ks, healthcare. And we just thought, wow, if we could do this dress company, which we've always wanted to do, plus help support women, this is meant to be. 
And that's yeah. what, that's what, that's what got us going. That's awesome. Beth, do you have anything to add to that adventure? <laughs> um, I will say, I think for years, Kate and I talked about, um, about working together and, uh, you know, making something together, whether it be bags or dresses was kind of where we were always landing. Because again, mm-hmm. those two things are important to us. We do feel, like I said earlier, that if you, if, you know, you, you, you reflect to the world what you're wearing. You know, it's, we like that, that, um, that line of, you know, dress, dress for the life you want. You know, um, I'm always amazed at when I am dressed well and I'm put together and not wearing sweatpants, how I am treated in certain situations. So we just, you know, we'd, we'd been around the block. We'd had great careers. We wanted to kind of, like Kate said, try and give back. So finding the, finding the manufacturer, that helps women. And then just feeling like, let's make something that we feel like women will feel great in and do good things in, you know, look good, do good was kind of the idea. Um, that, that's probably, that's probably why it, it all, it all got going. Yeah. So now you guys had this idea, you found a great factory to partner with, like what were some of the first steps to launching it then from there? Were you guys sketching up what your first designs were going to be? Were you then setting up a website, like all the above, like talk to me a little bit about the, the process of from idea to like going for it. We got lucky in that, again, our manufacturer specializes in smocking mm-hmm. and specifically Specifically, she creates a lot of dresses for European children's brands. Mm-hmm. And so she worked with us on, you know, we, we, we got to look through her archive and see some of the dresses she'd done for her children, children's lines. And she worked with us on adult versions um, okay. where we realized, oh, she could do adult smock dresses, which we'd, we'd come to love. Mm-hmm. And so it was, a, it was a great working relationship, uh, with the woman who actually runs the factory, um, sitting with us, talking with us, literally sending samples back and forth by mail because of the pandemic. And we still haven't met her in person, Oh my gosh! <laughs> but isn't it wonderful to live in this digital world where you yeah. can do so much. So she really helped us. We had our own ideas of when we started the company, one of the biggest goals we had was to create classic traditional looks that don't go out of style. We we felt like we weren't seeing as much of that as we wanted to on at the brands where we usually shopped. Mm-hmm. Uh, made well, you know, not fast fashion, using really good quality fabric. And, and that was the beginning was we, we found great fabric. We found a great manufacturer who helped us design and, and we worked together on some, uh, on ideas for what the dresses would look like and, and then hit the ground running. Yeah. And this is Beth. Um, like Kate says, our manufacturer was amazing, but we did have quite a hand in the development of the silhouettes that, that eventually got made. Um, we would, take what she had and, and tweak them quite a bit. Um, and she, the best story of all of that process was uh, our manufacturer didn't know how to Zoom. And we were like, let's Zoom. <laughs> it was like, what's Zoom? 
<laughs> and I remember Kate and I coaching her, you know, downloading it, opening it up. You know, we all had that moment. I know I had not Zoomed before the pandemic, uh -huh. but I just loved that we were deep into the pandemic at this point, teaching her to Zoom. And literally, I would try on the dress and show it to her and be like, we need to like, you know, pull up the strap or pull down the smocking or move the tear. And I, it's still amazing to me that we did it all over Zoom. Um, and she was very willing to jump in and work with us like that. So that was fun. Definitely. I think that's so fun because I feel like, you know, a lot of brands and businesses, they continued over the pandemic, right? They continued and had to do Zoom meetings like this, but it's like you guys fully launched and started all of this via the via Zoom during the pandemic, which is so unbelievable and so cool. <laughs> yeah, we literally did. This is Beth. And I know you asked other questions about um, website and back end. I mean, yes, we do it all. We are a two-man band for the most part. Um, I am amazed at what we've learned and what we've pulled off. We, we obviously work with a lot of freelancers um, and even maybe like little small firms that helped us build a website, a photographer helped us shoot the line. We have met incredible people and it truly is amazing you know, what you can do when you put your mind to it. You really can do anything if, if you want, you know, and this has been a great example of that for us. It's been very gratifying to build something and see it all come to life and, and you know, match our vision for the most part of what we want, especially the way, I don't know why to me, the website's like, oh my gosh, we have like a working, amazing website. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So now for anyone listening that doesn't know your brand, how would you describe it to them? Introduce the brand uh, to them. This is Kate. We make effortless, timeless dresses that are missing from your closet. That's our one line elevator pitch. <laughs> um, and again, we put a lot of time and energy into sourcing really good quality fabric that is wrinkle resistant, that feels nice to the touch. We we focused on creating silhouettes that will last beyond the latest trend and will stay in your closet for seasons that you may even be able to pass on to your children one day. That's always been our focus is timeless American classic dressing. And Beth, I'm sure you have something to add. <laughs> <laughs> I actually think you did a great job, Kate. Um, yeah, I have to agree with that. I, I like Kate said, we we love that um, that classic timeless vibe. It can be hard to find depending on on trend cycles. But what's great about timeless classic is it does last a long time in your closet. And there are certain pieces I, I'm sure we all have them in our closet that you're just amazed they stay in there year after year after year. And like Kate said, that was really the focus. But also feeling feminine and like I've like I've been saying through this whole thing. You know, putting it on and making and not just going out the door and throwing on a cotton dress and feeling like, okay, I'm I'm going. Mm -hmm. But I feel like when you put on a Maxwell and Geraldine dress, you feel polished and put together. And chances are you're gonna get a compliment. You know, that's been our experience, and I think the experience of a lot of our customers is this is as as simple as they can be when it's good when it's good construction and great fabric and i can't stress the importance of of quality fabric enough we are 100% cotton poplin made in europe that was very important to us um it it shows you know it it's not you can tell people think they can't tell but they 
they know because we can tell we get the compliments. It's not fast fashion. It's not something that came off quickly and it has rayon and some crazy blend. It's pure and it's it looks good. Definitely. And, you know, I can attest to that too because I have two of your dresses and the one I actually wore um, for a trip to Los Angeles for work. And so I wore it, you know, that long flight from East Coast to West Coast. And then I was able to get off the plane, switch my shoes, um, you know, fluff up my hair a little bit and be ready in a whole new look essentially. So I think there's so much versatility and also it's comfortable, but still elegant. It's it's a great point you make, this is Bath, because I was amazed. I went to Italy for two weeks and had a, obviously a ton of Maxwell and Geraldine dresses in my suitcase. But of course, I had other dresses too. And I wa- I switched hotels three times. And I was amazed at how I could pull it out of my suitcase, hang it in the closet, and wear it that night. You know, they, mm-hmm. they're they more forgiving than I would have thought. And I just remember being like, wow, we really wanted to make dresses that could travel. You know, that was always mm-hmm. our vision. Our, part, of the, part of our pandemic lockdown, this whole thing was that we love to travel and we want to make dresses that travel easily. Um, and so it is incredible how forgiving they are and how you can pack them. And again, I like to look put together on vacation. I don't want to just wear some stretchy black cotton outfit that you can wear anywhere. Yes, yeah. it serves a purpose for sure. But it, how nice to be able to like bring a crisp dress like that and have it look good, you know, mm-hmm. out of the out of the suitcase. Definitely. So now how have you guys been spreading the word? What's been your form of marketing? I mean, I have to say that I think I first found you guys through the ladies at Secretly Gifting. I follow them and I think they had posted about you and then I bought my first dress from Moda Trova, which I also think is a genius uh, marketing tool for you guys to partnering with stores and retailers that are, you know, putting as much in and believing in the brands as much as you guys are yourselves as, you know, the owners of the brands. So talk to me a little bit about some of your marketing and how you guys have been spreading the word. This is Kate. We are mainly doing it through micro-influencers, mm-hmm. through trunk shows, through Facebook advertising on a small level and word of mouth. I'd say that's everything that we're doing, in fact. And it's funny how Secretly Gifting is in the D.C. area. Uh, They're based in Washington, D.C., and they were one of the first trunk shows I did. And Every time we do an event, we meet someone who helps us in our businesses in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's been re- a really fun part of this journey. But yes, it's it's mainly through gifting dresses to influencers and and having them spread the word for us and doing a little bit of um, retargeting Facebook advertising and 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 these these pop up trunk shows whenever we can. Yeah, no, that's genius. Yeah, this is Beth. I I have to say we you create this and you just wonder, is anyone going to like it? Is anyone <laughs> going to buy it? I I you know, you have that fear because I remember we're working 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 to launch that website and shoot do the photo shoot, launch the web, I mean, book models, things we just never dreamed we'd ever do. And then you have that moment where the website goes live and you sit and you wait and in the beginning, it was a lot of family and friends buying, but eventually we would get orders and it would be complete strangers from the middle of the country or the bottom of the country or the top of the, that we had, that always, that to me was just incredible. And we, I think, I think to me, it is the, 
um, social media that's really helped make that happen. You know, we've had a lot of girls try our dress on, share it with their audience and, inc- and, and, and be extremely gracious about how much they like it and how much they think you would like it and you should get this. And that to me is always just incredible. They don't know us from Adam, you know, they're doing this. I think they like the dress obviously, and they want to share it, but that's always just, it always gives me a little thrill to see women kind of supporting women and wanting to help us um, get get the word out. Definitely. Now, what would you say you guys are really proud of with your business? Like what's been something that you are most happy about, your greatest success so far? Is it the fact that, you know, your factory does give back and you are able to have that aspect to your business? Is it, you know, when you're first, like you just mentioned, a a customer that you don't know, you get the email from your website saying someone just ordered it. Like what's been really exciting that you've done so far? Yes. Anyone who has, this is Kate, anyone who has a Shopify based site will tell you that when you download the app, (laughs) every time a sale comes through, they pre-programmed the sound for every order to be a cash register ring. (laughs) (laughs) Hear that little cha-ching. It's such a wonderful feeling. Um, But I would say our, our biggest success was going way back to when we found that manufacturer and realized we can do something we've always wanted to do and help women, lift up women. That to me has been the biggest thing. And I'd say the other Mm -hmm. biggest thing is just realizing we've made something that people are buying and appreciating. And, and even just your friends in the very beginning, um, you know, I would have, friends who would come back and buy another dress. And that just gave me such a thrill to think maybe we are onto something here. Yeah. I don't know about you, Beth. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, but I, I have to say the, the ethical manufacturing was really important to me. Um, you know, having an, having a place where women are learning a skill, earning a living wage, getting transportation to and from work. I mean, we all know that empowering women empowers society. And mm-hmm. that was a big, big thing for me when that came together, because, you know, this was a huge thing to think about and and to pull off. And we knew it would be a pull on our time. Um, you know, you have to be all in on something like this to make it go well. And when that fell into place, I thought, okay, but I'm in, I'm in, we're going to do this and we're, you know, it was like a sign for me that, that we should, we should go forward and, and, and give it everything we had. That's awesome. Those are, you know, such rewarding things. So now on the flip side to that, I always am curious, what's been the most challenging aspect um, so far in your business? Was it, you know, that search initially for the right manufacturer? Was it, um, obviously the whole thing of launching during a pandemic, what's been the hardest part or maybe something that surprised you that you didn't think about? This is Kate. And I'll, I'll tell you, and I think any working woman will tell you it's the balance. Mm -hmm. It's having Maxwell and Geraldine was like having a third child for me. Um, So you're balancing I, I still do a lot of marketing work for other companies as a consultant, and 
I'm balancing that with Maxwell and Geraldine, with my two children, with having a social life, um, (laughs) with giving back. It's, I'd say it's just finding that balance has been the hardest thing. Um, I don't know, Beth, what do you, what, what, what about you? Um, I don't know if I can say that any one thing has been hardest, but I think Kate brings obviously a great point. And yes, I would absolutely identify with the balance. Um, it has been cool. I think that we both have children and our children watching us create this and seeing us struggle and, and, and have hard times and challenges, I think has actually been great. So there is that, but, um, <laughs> it's so funny because whenever I used to hear entrepreneurs speak, I feel like you'd always hear them say like, it's really hard. It's really hard. <laughs> and don't think it's not going to be hard. And you just have to fight through it. And I have to say a lot has been hard. I felt like finding the website, um, uh, creator has been hard. We had to do a lot of legwork ourselves on the website creation, finding the packaging that we put our dresses into was like a whole rigmarole. Uh, Kate, like, you know, WhatsApping with China and like sending logos and Kate is such a little tiger. She really gets things done. And I was amazed that she pulled that off again. Remember all of this is happening in the pandemic. So getting anything Mm -hmm. in the main, in the pandemic was like a hundred times harder. Um, I can point to a lot that was hard. Um, and, and remains challenging. Design remains challenging. Production remains challenging. We have an incredible partner. Still hard. You know, you're still, um, you know, I remember all of a sudden, finally, the dresses were getting on the plane. They were getting shipped in. And we got the call of like, yeah, you need a customs account and you need a broker and you need a legal thing. And it was like, oh, my, you know, it's just always something. Um, again, not to say, not to scare anyone, but it is extraordinary, you know, how much, how much goes into it and how so much is new. If you haven't been a business owner before that, um, it's a lot of creating the wheel. We're waiting for the point to come where the wheel has been created and we can just (laughs) do things that we'd already, we've already done once. So hopefully that's coming soon. (laughs) Definitely. I totally understand that. And I see that a lot with my clients. Um, So who would be your dream customer? Like if you could pick any celebrity or influencer or royal, like who do you think would be a great representation of your brand? Beth, I'm going to let you take this. Oh gosh. Um, I, I hate to I hate to pare it down to to one person because I feel like the ideal woman for this brand is someone, you know, who who wants to look put together and feel confident and say to the world, you know, I care about you because I'm caring about how I look. Um, you know, we we have been inspired by very classic style icons like an Audrey Hepburn. Um, You know, that's when we reach back and look at, you know, there is a reason women like Jackie O and Audrey Hepburn um, have just been a fascination for women is because no matter what decade they were dressing in, they were often choosing these, again, timeless classic silhouettes and they last the test of time. So if there is an ideal consumer, it's a woman who has that innate style 
I mean, who knows how to pick um, clothes that flatter her and that also don't get in the way, right? That, you know, you're wearing the clothes, the clothes aren't wearing you. Um, It's about who you are and what you're exuding into the world. That's the woman I want. Yeah. No, that makes perfect sense. It's not necessarily, you know, this one specific person, but it's all these people that kind of believe that lifestyle and need that in their closet too. Yeah. But if we could, you know, they often ask that question. This is Kate. They often ask (laughs) the question, if you could have dinner with anyone dead or alive. I'd say if I could have anyone dress in our dresses, it would be Jackie O, Grace Kelly, and Audrey Hepburn. They are classic (laughs) for sure. So what does preppy mean to you guys? This is the preppy podcast. Um, So I always ask everyone that question. I'm always curious, you know, what does preppy these days mean to you? This is Kate. I would say preppy to me is American classic style. Um, Not trying too hard. Mm -hmm. Beth, what, what would you say? Yeah, no, no, I agree. I think it's a great question. And when you think about like origins of preppy, I mean, it goes back to, it does go back to some of the roots of America. It goes back to sailing a little bit, right? I mean, if you really want to dig down, (laughs) you know, it goes way, way back to, to, you know, um, you know, immigrants coming over from England and France and make, you know, they were clothing manufacturers and, those styles um, stuck because they are not only um, functional, but they are also um, aesthetically pleasing, you know, but there is a deep foundation of functionality, I think, in a true preppy wardrobe, right? Um, So I feel, you know, again, if we want to talk about Maxwell and Geraldine's grounding in prep, it is that same thing. It's that beautiful Oxford or cotton poplin material, pinstriped, mm-hmm. again, ultra flattering, never goes out of style, um, but very sharp. And, you know, again, makes you look put together and polished. Um, the and, and simple silhouettes, you know, uh, hugs a woman's waist, you know, flat, you know, a, a lot of ours do that. A-line um, skirts, um, you know, it's, it's just simple, basic, um, fashion that stands the test of time. I I think that's what prep means to us. That's a great answer. You know, it's, it's a lifestyle, it's classic, and your brand definitely has those elements to it. So now what are some other brands that you like to style with yours? Like give a shout out to some cool brands or some new accounts people need to check out that are great with your pieces. Okay, this is Beth. I'm going to take the fashion part of that question. And then Kate, I'm going to let you take the the accounts part of that question. Because like I say, we've discovered some incredible um, accounts. But I'll start with fashion. And I'll say what's been kind of revelatory and fun about Maxwell and Geraldine. Like we say, we love fashion. So we certainly didn't want to create this clothing line and never be able to wear any of the other things we love in our closet. And the great news is we don't have to. I mean, Maxwell and Geraldine goes great with a white ten- a canvas tennis shoe. And then it also goes great with, you know, a, a Gucci shoe. Um, mm-hmm. It's a very, it's very easy to work at high low. I do like working in some fun, fancy brands. Um, but 
I'll also work in, you know, great classics, J. Crew, Tori Birch, um, Francis Valentine is an awesome um, smaller brand that we love that works really well. It's a similar aesthetic, uh, similar vibe. Um, so it, what's great about the dresses is they can be quite versatile um, and you can you can exude a personality that you want, whether you're pairing pearls with them, you know, or a Masoni um, overcoat, you know, and a fun boot even. Um, I love seeing how girls style our dresses and bringing in your own personality is what it's all about. And that, and there's a lot of room for that. So I have a great friend who's a jewelry designer. Um, Lauren Godfrey is her name. Her, the brand is Harwell Godfrey, which by the way, is a great fun account to follow. She's doing incredible things. You know, she wore her dress with like these Valentino combat boots uh, like a huge, you know, neck full of jewelry um, and like a little cropped leather coat. And it's certainly not what I would have thought in the very beginning, but I saw her in it and I was just like, yes, like amazing. <laughs> I love the high-low contrast. I love the, um, you know, how you can pair the different materials and it become they they can be very cross seasonal in in the way you style them due to all that so lots of versatility definitely that's awesome I need to like see this picture of this outfit now it sounds so cool <laughs> yeah I think like, we we shot her for our Instagram um, and our Instagram is just um, Maxwell and Geraldine if you want to find us um, well I'll see I think she's on there somewhere but she's got an awesome fun style and. Yeah, we were, she went on this vacation with me to Italy and wore like a Pucci headscarf with like our yellow stripe dress. So again, she's a constant source of, of fun. Yeah. All right. So now what is each of your favorite piece on the website right now? Obviously it's like picking a favorite child, but right now, what, what style are you really into or what, what color are you been in it? This is Kate. I'm a sucker for anything blue. And I would say... For every day, you can't beat the rose dress. It is adds instant polish. Uh, you can throw it in the wash, throw it in the dryer. doesn't wrinkle at all. It's a seersucker base. And I wear one of my three rose dresses every week. Um, and then my favorite, if I'm going out or doing something fun, is the Kate Blue Stripe. That was one of the first styles we created where I thought, this is this is a Maxwell and Geraldine classic already. Mm -hmm. How about you, Beth? Um, yeah, it's really hard to pick a favorite, so I'm going to do two. I'm going to cheat. Um <laughs> I love our brook style, which is the, the, you know, the tied ribbon at the shoulder, just because I don't know, I feel so feminine in it. And I feel like I look really good, but the truth is it feels like you're wearing pajamas. I mean, it's mm -hmm. that comfortable. So I just feel like that is like a hole in one in terms of, um, comfort and you look amazing. Um, but then my second dress is the Beth, which is my namesake dress, which is just the dead simple spaghetti strap, smock bodice, A-line midi skirt, tiered, um, which I will probably hopefully wear until the day I die. Like Kate was saying before, um, 
you know, you can probably hand off some of these dresses to your kids if you treat them right. And I think that could be one, you know, that's, that's never going anywhere. It reminds me of a French woman walking down the street in Paris with a baguette under her arm, little ballet flats, a scarf in her hair and that dress. And you have seen that image. I'm sure I hope I'm painting that picture for all of us. Yeah. You know, since we lost sleeves, you know, way back when in fashion and women started wearing spaghetti strapped, you know, dresses, that dress, that silhouette, you know, has been around and is not going anywhere. So I have to say the Beth is a favorite for, for that reason. And I hope we will, we will bring the Beth out again in other um, fabrics so that it just, it just keeps going. Definitely. Those are all great styles. I mean, I love mostly all of your dresses. I could live in them. (laughs) Um, So now what's next for you guys? Any sneak peeks? Are you working on some new styles, maybe some new colorways, anything or like an upcoming trunk show? What should people keep their eyes peeled for? Yes, this is Kate. We are working on introducing a few items for fall that people should definitely be on the lookout for. Um, I don't think we want to give too much away, but I will say there are going to be some fall pieces to add to the collection. Ooh. Yes. Which is exciting. This is Beth. Um, yeah, we're, we are definitely planning. I mean, again, we like the idea that we have created these silhouettes that are somewhat timeless. So I think what we are not going to be recreating the wheel every single season. We do not want to get in that cycle. I think that fashion cycle is bad and wrong for a lot of reasons. The biggest reason is waste. You know, we, we, we truly do want to create dresses that, you know, you'll have for a long time. So when, and when we do come out with new things, they will be incredibly thoughtful and they will be a building block for your wardrobe. Just like these dresses are, like I say, I can wear all of my shoes and all of my sweaters with these dresses, you know, so they work really well. And it's another great reason you can travel in them is because, you know, they're, they're super versatile. So as we develop more, um, we will, we will be slow and we will be careful and hopefully we will continue to create things that are pretty timeless. Definitely. I think you guys are already doing that. So I can't wait to see what's next for you and the new pieces you're talking about. So now my final question is, where can people find you? Let everyone know your website, your social media handles. That way they can shop your dresses. They can follow along on social media and everything in between. You can find us on the web at maxwellandgeraldine.com and on Instagram and Facebook at Maxwell and Geraldine. Yes, this is Beth. And I don't know if you're planning to ask this, Patricia, yeah. but it really did just stick in my head. Okay. The Maxwell and Geraldine name, for those of you who don't know, those were nicknames our dad called us growing up because he could not tell us apart. My, we, we come, we're three sisters in our family, and my dad would randomly call us, never our names, but Harold, <laughs> Frank, Maxwell, Gerald, he would, and still does it, by the way. <laughs> um, so when we were trying to think of a memorable name that may be a little bit nostalgic that may harken back to, like we say, a timeless older period. Um, 
Maxwell and Geraldine just felt great because we could find the URLs and the Instagram handles too. So um, as we as we tell you all of that, that that's also why. Oh, that's so fun. I love that story. That's cute. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to the Preppy Podcast. I hope this put a little prep in your step for the day. Please subscribe, rate, and review on wherever you listen to your podcast and follow along with at the Preppy Podcast on social media. Thank you.